Hello, welcome to episode four of Clearing Conversation. Thanks for listening in. It's the start of a new week and quite an exciting week for our agency. We're going through a brand relaunch, a total overhaul really. We're even changing the name of the agency and hoping to come out with a bit of a bang. This week, we should be seeing some of the assets coming together, like the website and social media launch assets. So I'm super excited and being a bit of a client in that I'm just really impatient and want to see everything now, now, now. Uh, Can't wait to get it out into the world and let people see what we've been working on in the background. We decided to relaunch with a fresh brand, not because we didn't like our existing brand, we love it in fact think it's really great but it just wasn't fit for purpose it was a real personal brand for me in particular and we needed something that was going to be more scalable more accessible and was going to enable us to grow in the direction that we wanted to take the agency so we're really really excited now that we've got this new this new identity um, that's really built on a solid foundation. We went through the whole kind of branding process. Um, and it, yeah, it's really exciting. I can't wait. I just can't wait for everyone to see it. I'll let you know. Other things that are happening this week, we're waiting for the announcement around uh, the opening back up of the hospitality industry. So it's really good timing for this particular conversation with Miles Duran, who is the founder of Hospitality Inc. And prior to that, has been in the industry for a hundred years, as he says. Um, He was commercial director for Revolution Bars Group, Britain's best loved bar chain. And I've known him for a number of years. It was a brand that I worked on um, for a long time. Um, from a marketing perspective, one of my clients, and I thought I had a real kind of love for the for that brand as it grew. Um, and so I got to work with Miles on, on that. And then when I found out that he had launched Hospitality Inc, I was really interested to have a chat with him. So we got back in touch. This is a super interesting and insightful conversation. Um, Miles has got so much knowledge and experience across the breadth of the industry. So he understands about operations, he understands um, about um, business commerciality, he understands about marketing and branding and the importance of building communities. And he's got some top tips for hospitality brands who are hoping to emerge from lockdown um, at the beginning of July and how they can come back strong. So he talks about um, collaboration, um, creating lean teams, but having a really strong professional network so that you can engage with people as and when you need them to improve aspects of your business. He talks about the importance of community and how the independents and the entrepreneurs really trailblaze in creating incredibly strong and loyal communities around hospitality brands that is going to enable them to thrive. And he talks about not being afraid of the things that you don't know, 
don't understand and making sure that you've got the right people around you to support you. It's a really, really interesting chat. And Miles has got lots and lots to say. Thanks for joining and I hope you enjoy it. And maybe next time I will have a new brand to talk to you about. Enjoy. Hello, Miles. Hi, Claire. How are you doing? I'm really well, thanks. Oh, good. I've been really, really looking forward to having this chat with you today because I, I just know how much experience and knowledge you've got to bring to the table. Um, and particularly for the hospitality industry, it's such a critical time, isn't it? So I've been really looking forward to talking to you and I've got lots of questions. We've got to try and keep it condensed to 15 minutes. Don't know how we're going to do that, yeah. <laughs> but we could try. I'll do my best. <laughs> yeah. um, but Miles, just, just to you know, let you give your own kind of introduction, because you do have so much experience in the hospitality sector and, um, and you've just launched your own consultancy well last uh, last year so can you just tell us a little bit about your experience background um, and about your new consultancy yeah sure so i've been in the sector for about 100 years now uh, full <laughs> enough uh, and i look well on it i have to say and i think um my career has been um divided into three cohorts effectively so my my formative years were based around operations so from the ground up um so um, all the way through um, nightclubs, bars, leisure operations, um, to then into a marketing capacity, um, where I kind of learned my um, my stripes, as it were. And throughout that period of time, I was looking after uh, classic brand management, as well as rolling out on scale uh, concepts and um, and development of ideas through to retail operations all over the country. And then, latterly, uh, I say latterly for the last ten years. I moved into a commercial capacity, which was effectively building strategies and propositions for businesses to be able to really scale up and monetize opportunities and gain investment and then exit businesses. So I've had experience working in VC as well as PLC. So, yeah, a huge, I mean, there's a huge amount of experience and about 150 years worth of experience. At least, in dog's life, yes. <laughs> dog's yes. life, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, you've, you've, um, you've launched now kind of hospital, Hospitality Inc. And, and I guess as part of that um, uh, kind of consult, consultancy pr proposition, you've been talking to a lot of businesses in, in the industry and people in the industry. And um, this is like I kind of said at the beginning, this has been a really difficult time for people over the past few months. And I wondered what, how, how's everybody feeling? <laughs> what, what are you, what are you, what are those conversations like? What are the challenges that people are facing at the moment? Well, uh, mixed emotions, really. I mean, a lot of those businesses are, you know, essentially nervous about their heavy fixed costs. So rent is the big one. Um, fixed costs of their teams, uh, that's kind of gone away while furlough exists, uh, but um, that will be eased off, as we know, throughout the end of the summer. And then the reality of um, the reality of the unknown will dawn on a lot of retailers within hospitality. Unfortunately, after that, it goes away because what none of us know is um, what the new norm will look like in terms of trading patterns and customer confidence and things like that. So, rent and fixed costs are so probably their biggest concern, lack of capital, um, lack of trust and confidence from their um, financial institutions, 
uh, drying up so they can't reinvest in their offer to pivot changing their consumer offer if they need to, if they've got that kind of business. Talent pool, uh, because a lot of their teams, you know, super talented um, team members have been lying dormant for at least three months and maybe another two. Um, so, you know, like all of us, if we're on a five-month holiday, you know, we're going to be super dusty and rusty by the time he comes back to getting the outfit on again and, uh, and performing. So that will take some time. Uh, and some of those, um, you know, the best team members may have been, the heads may have been turned and may have been drawn to the dark side and decide not to come back because quality of life, health, well-being, you know, working hours, you know, there's a myriad of reasons why people may change. And I think because of that, you know, ultimately underlying all of it is the fear of operational consistency being disrupted. Mm. It feels like there's business business owners from all sectors are sat there looking at all aspects of their business, the people, the future, of, of the, the direction that they want to take things, cash flow, clients and all those kind of things. And that's all massive challenge. But with the hospitality sector, it feels like there's something even greater that sits behind it. The, the, the challenges that people are going to face are just sector wide and, and rely upon so many external factors that really feel out of control of, of, of business owners. It, it, it's quite scary. It is. And I think um, our place in society is quite unique because we're woven into the fabric uh, of people's downtime, amazing moments over the years. You know, those, those points where you'll always refer to and talk about we're essentially uh, born out of a great hospitality experience or a guest experience or something where hospitality has reached out and touched people, you know, and whether that is latterly something that's been grammed or whether it's just something that was shared with their group of friends, it's happened in hospitality and that's been ripped away from them. It's been wrenched away. Um, and we need to ease back into that because confidence, because of the uh, fear factor, the government have done a great job of creating that moment of fear to keep people locked up, but we need to find a way to, you know, ease confidence back into the system to let people know actually within time it will be safe to come out again and play and enjoy. It just might be different for a while. Yeah, and I think it's that point about creating the experiences. And it, it, it does tend to be the independents that lead that lead on this type type of thing. But And I've seen so many independents, sorry to say pivot, but but yes, pivoting and changing um, their, their business model or their operations to adapt to what customers want at the moment because people still are craving those experiences and that connectivity and and so they've been doing it through um you know food delivery um through uh takeaway cocktails through mm. you know sunday lunch deliveries and all sorts yeah. and i wondered and i know you said earlier it's been possible for anyone to predict but i'm going to ask you to predict <laughs> um, <laughs> if you if there's anything that you think from from these types of changes that you think may still be around next year, for example, or is there any way to try and plan out what the industry might look like next year? It's a really tricky one. I mean, I don't think there is a silver bullet. There's no straight answer to that. And I'm not dodging the question. It's just that there are so many unknowns because uh, effectively the sector doesn't have a customer at the moment. And the customer that they did have is kind of running scared a little. And they've got so many uh, other challenges in their life outside of enjoying experiences that the kind of the experiential part of their, um, their personal time and their investment into that space 
has almost been parked. It's kind of pulled into the pits for a while while they sort all the other stuff out, you know, the, the fluidity, their security, their, their children, the homeschooling. There's so much going on in their world. Although they're desperate to get to the pub and have a pint and go back to the cinema and have their hair done, the day-to-day has taken over. And I think over time, people will become more confident. So I think it's very difficult to try and rebuild at the moment what your proposition is. What I would say is, I think, um, as you mentioned, the Indies, the entrepreneurs always, always are the first ones, you know, the true entrepreneurs that we know in the, in the big metropolitan cities that are the kind of, they're the guys who carry the lightsabers and clear through the fog and everyone else follows them. And I think they're the guys that focus on their team, build the community from the inside out, they live the values, uh, they recognise key individu- individuals rather within their teams and they'll build an operation uh, around the community and that community starts with their team and then it magnifies out to you know a golden sphere of customers that then ripples throughout and I think those kind of operations uh, will be the first ones out of the uh, out of the quicksand really and I think um, they're the guys who know that making marginal gains every day towards that target towards that goal will effectively get them there but the time it takes to get them there no one can say but I think um, being ever present with that community when they're not with you on their platform is super important, but not forcing it. Uh, so mm-hmm. when people do feel comfortable, um, you know, they're back with you. And I remember if you're doing the right thing when times were tough. Mm. So is this the, you know, in terms of the kind of advice and support that you're, you're giving to your, your clients at the moment and the people that you're speaking to, is it about kind of, you know, look towards the independence look towards your community dig back into your values focus on marginal gains is, is this the are these the kind of positive steps that you are able to to help businesses yeah. with i think so i think and, and some of it can sound a little bit general um and it can say right okay it's easy for you to say um you know but we've got to do it but i think i think sometimes when uh, you're up against it um in retail in particular it, it always feels like there are so many more people doing it better than you and there are so many more people cooler than you and uh they just seem to launch new things quicker and the teams seem to have a you know a spring in a step but more often than not those teams are looking back at you and thinking exactly the same thing it's just that that anxious tension which is great in retail and hospitality that you need but i think um what i say to people when i when i go and first speak to them is you know, what support do you need in the areas that you need a fresh pair of eyes where honestly you've looked within and you feel like you've got a gap? Mm-hmm. So what I do is I start with the commercial foundations of the business and then try and work with the team to build a collaborative strategy, but essentially supported by partnerships, internal partnerships as well as external, because no matter how good you think your team is internally, how experienced they are, you've never, ever got all of the answers and there's always a, a collaborative partnership, a network of people, whether that is drink suppliers or external communities of people who specialise in a specific area that can help you through it. Uh, because sometimes it is uh, it is a bit of a mess out there to try and navigate. And you can have operators that are absolutely brilliant and experienced, but terrible at telling people about it yeah. and vice versa. You could have awful operations, but they're just brilliant at telling stories, you know? So it's trying to weave the two things together, really. So are there any, like, when you kind of talk about kind of talking about independence in particular, generally, but are there any hospitality brands 
or, or, or drinks brands or, or individual bars and restaurants that you look that you're looking to and going, damn, they did good. That was really good. That was really inspiring. Yeah, no brands in particular, I'd say. I mean, in terms of FMCG, I just love what Innocent do. Everything they put out, they really can't put a foot wrong for me. Innocent. Their social during this period has been brilliant, yeah. hasn't it? I don't yeah, think it, just, uh, it just seems effortless as well. Yeah. It just seems like a load of, a load of uh, cool people are sat around in a room thinking, well, <laughs> that's really, if we, what should we say? Well, let's just, let's just say that and put it out there. And they just seem yeah. to nail it every time. So you, you, you're hard pushed to find anything they would do uh, that isn't putting the foot wrong. And I think in terms of licensed retail, there's a guy called Tim Foster runs a, a four-strong pub group down in the south called Yummy Pubs. Right. And his energy um, and determination and unparalleled focus to just do the right thing for his team, health, well-being, as well as feeding the NHS, as well as, dare I say, pivoting to you know, create a grocery business and do Sunday lunches and picnics out of his car park. It's just incredible, the energy he's got. Um, I think people-wise, uh, you'd be hard pushed to look past Kate Nichols, UK hospitality, for being the voice of the industry. Uh, I don't think she ever sleeps. I don't think she slept for three months, but she's a, a powerhouse. She's yeah. incredible. Um, and then someone within the sector who has been a constant beacon um, of determination and challenge, uh, our kind of internal Piers Morgan, really. He's a guy called Jonathan Downey uh, from London Union, who, you know, Dynarama found milk and honey. He's uh, constant, you know, corralling people, getting his arms around people and kind of driving um, the force and the energy of the sector to challenge, you know, status quo, landlords, uh, MPs. It's just been terrific. It's been, uh, it's been inspirational at times, actually. Um, so those three people I would look to to say, you know what, they've done great. Mm -hmm. But there's been other little bits of inspiration for me. I think people find inspiration in different areas, different ways, things you watch on TV that aren't necessarily connected to mm. hospitality but you find a bit of yourself in the story and you think actually um, a little bit of that is the way I operate or I'd like to operate so I'm going to take a little bit from that and I think that Michael Jordan uh, yeah. series The Last Dance so many people have looked at that and resonated with it and just his pure determination um, to win and be the best was just inspiring mm -hmm. at a time when people are feeling a little bit down yeah. I think it's just been fantastic. It give, it's given everyone a lift and maybe everyone a, um, a view on, actually, you can win, you can stay focused, and you can come back, you know, from the jaws of defeat, you can win. Yeah. And, it, you know, things like that sometimes, it's not always, ha it doesn't always have to be about a direct correlation. It could be anything that you find inspiration in. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I love that. I think lots of people have been watching that last dance and really found it just a, uh, the, the tonic that they've needed to yeah. to kind of keep going through a lot of challenges that people are facing at the moment. Yeah, it's a really mm. inspirational, wasn't it? Mm. So if you were going to kind of, because we, we, we've got to try and keep, I know you've got so much information and, and experience that you can share with people, but I'm going to try and condense it down into your top tips to see if there's, have you got any kind of, you know, if, if there's, there's people that are working in hospitality at the moment or, or representing hospitality brands at the moment and we talked about the importance of community but they're not quite sure how to how to do that what would be your kind of key pieces of advice that you'd give well i think looking through the lens the way i do i, I think in reality the market will contract by about 20 percent 
in hospitality. Um, so it'll be 20% less of us doing what we do coming out the end of this month by Christmas. Um, and I think entrepreneurs will rewrite the landscape. No question about that because they always do. Yeah. I think um, bigger brands have to, um, you know, more traditional organizations have to simplify their product range and remove all complexities. That's the first place to start. And then work on their purpose, vision and values uh, and invest in the tone of voice and make it relevant, make it authentic. Um, and I think building your professional as well as your personal network is super important. Um, not just during this time, but it's extending it and maintaining it um, after this has gone away. It's super valuable. Uh, and don't be afraid of what you don't understand, you know, because there's always someone that can help you. Uh, and don't be afraid to learn new tricks. Invest in yourself and your team. Uh, your team will pay you back 20-fold. Um, I think share your vision. You know, if you've got a vision, don't keep it to yourself. Share it with your team. Ask for feedback. Uh, and be obsessive about what your customers are saying about you. And react to it. Don't hide away from the negative feedback. And help, help your customers tell you what's not right quicker and then react to it quicker. And I think you'll build a better organization. So what I do is I help businesses build that foundation and platform, that open dialogue with their consumers uh, and build an F&B solution that is both simplified uh, and relevant. And I help them, whether it's building it from the ground up or coach and mentor teams internally to improve their offer. Mm. And I've just been um, really good and powerful and strong advice there. <laughs> but I've just reminded I'm reading a book at the minute called Brand Flip, and I can't remember who it's by, but I'll put it in the comments or something. And it, and it is about how how brands used to be about uh, creating a product, attracting an audience, and, and building advocacy through that audience. But but now uh, brands need to create their customer, their community, and from there they get growth. And it's a, really, it's a really interesting book, I think, that I don't know, kind of really feels that it resonates with the hospitality industry, particularly in the way that, that you've mentioned and you've been discussing, because that, that kind of doubling back down on community and values and purpose and all of those things and really focusing on, like you said at the beginning, those marginal gains within your community could be the difference. Uh, between yeah. coming out of it successfully so yeah I think so really good. I think so and I think I think there's a, the thing to remember as retailers is uh, and the thing that has been so powerful during this process is the sense of community uh, and sharing the pain and the things that work uh, it's been the most open I can ever remember hospitality being as a, a collective community yeah. of retailers yeah. it's never because normally people hold their secrets close and they're quite guarded and closed down uh, and they don't really share, yeah. but it's been the complete opposite during this process, which has been uh, invigorating for people. Yeah, I felt, felt the same in the kind of agency world and the marketing world as well. And it's one of the things that I really feel convinced won't go away. And I'm really optimistic that it won't, that it won't go away. And it's really good to hear that it's the same kind of level of support that's going on across hospitality. But just, I guess, as an, as an optimistic <laughs> As an optimistic thing that we can kind of move forward. Is there anything else that you, you're looking, you're feeling, so my dog's growling. <laughs> anything else that you're kind of really feeling optimistic about for the future, for, for hospitality, for the industry at large, for, for your own organize, your own business, your own consultancy? Um, what can we kind of, what have we got to look forward to? Well, I think, um, I think the good thing 
coming out of a bad thing is what I look for. And I think the bad thing and the inevitable will be the fixed cost challenge that I mentioned at the beginning where lots of organisations will have to reduce their headcount, which effectively removes that um, age-old structure and layer within businesses of kind of departments, the old school world of departments, um, the marketing department or the commercial department. Those days, I think, will go on and you'll end up with a lean team in each organisation that has to reach out to expertise to improve their offering. And what that will do, that will uh, improve the support network around, so specialists in marketing and social and commercial, and it will bring fresh blood into those organisations. So from the ashes of um, a culling will come fresh talent and impetus and a fresh pair of eyes into lots of organisations over many areas, and it will improve their operation. It will take them about 12 months, I think, to recover. But coming out the end of it, they'll be a better organisation. They'll be, they'll be cuter, they'll be fitter, uh, and they'll have a better offer. But it'll be simplified. Yeah. Brilliant. Miles, thanks so much for chatting no with problem. me this morning. It's <laughs> catching up. <laughs> yeah, really, never really. enough time, is there? I know. I think we need to do a follow-up. Uh, of this and just keep tracking how things are going with Hospitality Inc and, and with the uh, just across the sector because you are so connected and so knowledgeable um, that it's really good to kind of hear that kind of overarching view of how things are going and, and particularly the advice that we can give to, to businesses at this time I think is just critical so thanks so much and let's catch up soon. Thank you for having me on Claire. <laughs> thanks, bye. Take care, bye bye.